It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 294 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is titled BlizzCon Line Schedule. It is February 12, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start out with my week in gaming, which is a little different than what I usually do in gaming for a number of reasons. One of them is I actually put some effort into putting videos of my gameplay, my Diablo gameplay, onto my YouTube page, which is at Book of Jen on YouTube. You can find it there. There's a section that's just season 22 stuff, and I'll be adding more as I go on. I do release it as podcasts first, almost everything. Not everything, though, for season 22, because I did do a long video of The Darkening of Tristram, which is over, because we're in February, so if you missed it, you gotta go wait until next January, and then you can give it a try or try it again as the case may be. The other thing I did is I don't even know what possessed me to try this, but early in the morning recently, I decided to try to stream on Twitch again. I used to have the name Queen of Haiku on Twitch. So if you followed me there, that's what the name used to be. And as I've mentioned before in various places, I figured out in January of 2020 that I'm actually non-binary and uh, took a long time for me to figure that out. And when I did, I decided to change all of the names I was using that were gendered because it now felt really, really weird. So my new Twitch name is Barbarian Cobalt. I picked Barbarian in there because it's the class I play in Diablo 3 almost exclusively now. And I also play a lot of Barbarians in Dungeons and Dragons. And Cobalt, I picked for a number of reasons. Um, again, Dungeons and Dragons. I've got two Cobalt characters that are both Barbarians of different types. And Cobalt's canonically, uh, recently they were made into a playable class instead of just fodder you use as a DM or a GM, whichever you prefer, to throw at your brand new players that are like level three or something like that and just to kill off something and you know, help your players level up. They're actually, Cobalt's are a playable class and have been for quite some time. And some of the canon with that is they're kind of, well, they're lizards. They're like little lizard people. If the clan doesn't have enough Cobalt's, then they want to make more. And in order to do that, they need to have enough male and enough female Cobalt's to lay eggs and make babies and keep the clan alive. And if it's an uneven number, some of them will just wake up a different gender. And it's like normal in cobalt culture, apparently, for D&D. So barbarian cobalt seemed very fitting for me because it just, it fits. So I have a stream on there of me playing Diablo 3. And I have not streamed in like two years. So I had to fight with the software again. And it's a, it was a bit better this time because Twitch does have stuff that's actually made for Mac. So you're not trying to as I was doing before, trying to make the 
sort of designed for PC stuff work. And it was a little easier, but there's still some things that were a bit difficult at first. And I actually deleted two very short videos of me trying very hard to see if the software was working. And it kind of was and kind of wasn't. And anyway, I ended up with the video that is about two hours long, which I didn't intend to do. I was just going to play for like half an hour. And it turned into over two hours with... I don't think anyone watching because it was really early in the morning, but it's there. And in it, I went through Act 4 bounties and I was tired. So I thought I was doing Act 5, but no. And then I actually did do Act 5 bounties. So I've gotten that far in Diablo 3 and my character's currently at 60 and I'm hoping to raise her up later with maybe more streaming, maybe just recording it, you know, at home, non-streamed or whatever and then releasing it as a podcast or whatever. But that's my week in gaming. That's what I've been up to. I am not going to be streaming on a regular basis because I physically cannot do it because of my chronic illnesses. But once in a while, I'll give it a try. So that's my week in gaming. And I've got so much stuff to talk about related to Blizzard and Diablo and all of these good things. And I'm going to start with BlizzCon Line, which all of you have probably heard about by now. And there is a schedule. There is a schedule released if you haven't heard this from someone else yet or you haven't seen it on social media. I'm just going to go over really quick the Diablo-focused stuff. Now, on Friday, the 19th, there is an opening ceremony, and that will be streamed on every stage at the same time, typically like you would see if you went to a BlizzCon in person where the opening ceremony is at every stage and then you split from there to whatever game you want to go into. So at 3 o'clock, that starts at 2 o'clock p.m. PST, 3 o'clock p.m. PST, there is a Diablo What's Next panel in the Diablo channel. That's followed by a Diablo developer roundtable. There's also a rebroadcast of the What's Next that overlaps those two things. So if you wanted to go to a different game immediately after the opening ceremony and check out, I don't know, Warcraft or Hearthstone or whatever, you won't miss the Diablo What's Next. You can pick it up a little bit later on in the same day while it's being streamed live. Um, But the Diablo channel, after the Diablo Developer Roundtable, has something... It looks very small. uh, Diablo, the Gothic world of Braum. Now, some of you are going, who the heck is Braum? Braum is an artist that's been doing Diablo stuff for a really long time. The first examples I've seen of his work was in the Diablo 3 2012 calendar. And he makes some wonderfully creepy things. So... If you're into that kind of art, and if you're playing Diablo, you're probably into that kind of art, just like me. And he's going to discuss, it's an interview, he's going to discuss his inspiration for all of his haunting contributions to the Diablo franchise. And that's pretty neat. It's going to be hosted by the person who may know him better than anyone, his son. So that should be kind of neat to see with all the art stuff, and especially a live stream with art stuff. I mean, that's fantastic. After that, at 5 o'clock p.m. That's going to be a Diablo deep dive, and that's going to be shown on the Diablo channel as well as on the main Blizzard channel. And that one, it just says, delve deeper into Diablo with the development team. So we don't really know specifically what's going to be said there, and we don't know, like, the what's next panel. It just says, members of the Diablo development team discuss the latest content coming to Sanctuary. So it's kind of... A very generic, here's what this is, without actually telling us anything else so that we'll all be super excited, hopefully. Super excited to come and see what it is, and hopefully we'll be really happy about what it is. 
And I think we will. And then on on Saturday, February 20th, there is at 12 o'clock p.m. PST a Diablo Q&A. This is the description. Got something you've been dying to know about Sanctuary? Join the Diablo development team as they answer community questions about the gameplay, monsters, and world of Sanctuary. So it's a Q&A like you'd expect. Hopefully they'll get a lot. I, I'm not sure, like... When you go to a live BlizzCon, people go up to a certain area in front of the stage and they tell whoever's working there from Blizzard, hey, I have a question, here is my question, and they get vetted, and then they are put in a line to go and ask their question to the developers on the stage, and they go through as many questions as they can. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different since we're not doing this in person this year, so there probably is going to be some obvious way appearing at the time that that panel is going on that will let people submit questions. I just don't know how they're going to do that at this point. Following that is a community showcase, and that's got all kinds of stuff in it. And it's a spotlight on art, talent, storytelling, and cosplay from the Blizzard community. And that's going to be on all of the stages at once. So if you want to see that stuff, you can pick any stage. You can stay in the Diablo channel, and you'll see all of that. If you're not interested, you can go do something else for an hour and come back. Um, and then after that, at 2 o'clock p.m. PST, there is Artists at Work Diablo Hive Mother Part 1, followed by Artists at Work Diablo Hive Mother Part 2. And it says, join artists from the Diablo team to see the beginning sketch phase of bringing a boss monster to life in Sanctuary. So that's going to be kind of neat to check out. And that's the end of the event. Obviously, there's stuff for other games all over the place, so if you're someone who plays things other than Diablo, you have options, um, but I personally am just going to hang out in the Diablo stuff and uh, see how much stuff I can learn and be excited about and talk about, and uh, speaking of that, on the Friday of uh, this BlizzCon line, I'm going to be on the All Things Azeroth podcast, which is a Dawnforge production podcast, and I've been invited to come and talk about whatever the Diablo stuff turns out to be, and I'm really excited to do that. They usually record on their Discord. It's an All Things Azeroth Discord. I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes so you can find it. I'm probably going to also be doing something on Saturday somewhere else, but that hasn't been completely worked out yet. As far as I know, uh, there is a thing uh, I've agreed to do the thing. Uh, I don't know what time the thing is going to uh, begin exactly, but I'll figure it out. But I'm definitely going to be on All Things Azeroth, so you can find me there for sure. And I will tweet on the Soulstone account if I figure out what the when the start of the other thing is and all of that. So that's what I'll be doing for BlizzCon Line <laughs> this year. And hopefully a lot of you will be watching it as well. It is free to watch. So everybody can watch it. And if you miss parts of it because you're working or because of whatever... They're going to have it um, released as a video, a video on demand, all the stuff. So you can just pick it up then as well. So if you're sort of watching it live and being very excited about stuff and then later want to do maybe some content creation, like a blog post or a video about it or something like that, there's ways for you to do that afterwards if you want to like do your own take on it uh, outside of the BlizzCon line when everyone's doing everything at once. Beyond that, there's been... Um, some community stuff going on, as there always is. So I'll go into some of that since Soulstone has always been your community, your Diablo community podcast. Diablo has highlighted the community spotlight this week 
with the Danctuary podcast. And again, they've got this wonderful piece of art that they, they did use before when they highlighted West March Workshop. And off to the side, they have the lovely logo of the Danctuary podcast, which if you haven't seen it, it's Deckard Cane. It's like a cartoony Deckard Cane that is glowing around the outside and he is wearing like a headset, you know, <laughs> and he's obviously talking. <laughs> it's just really cute. So um, what Diablo account wrote about this was plunge deeper into hell and listen to the Danctuary podcast. And they tagged at Raxantarax. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, Riker and Sphere underscore Sphere SVR underscore 90 are your devoted host talking all things Diablo. And there's a link to um, the Blizzard link here, actually. And that one goes to the website for the, well, it's, it's a page for the Danctuary podcast, or you can pick it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. But they do stream it on Twitch as well, if you want to pick it up from there. So that was kind of cool to see. Blizzard, also well, the Diablo account specifically, has a graphic that shows uh, a very almost Diablo 1 looking image of Diablo. And, you know, big, bulky ginormous horns kind of thing glaring out at you and it is basically an advertisement for blizzcon line and it's saying you know in one week this is when it's happening and it's a link to the schedule again i just thought the graphic was cool so i put that in here since i just talked about streaming and stuff like that there is a tweet from aramis and aramis is a pr at blizzard entertainment supporting warcraft blizzcon and more Aramis says, PSA reminder for content creators and press. Co-streaming is allowed. Keep in mind, there will be some blackout segments, parentheses, copyright reasons like music, end of parentheses, which should be marked. Use caution on that front. And then it says, we have an asset kit for things like overlays. And there's a link, which again, I'll put into my show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com. That gives you all this cool stuff if you happen to be someone who wants to co-stream this or, you know, whatever. And right at the top are three Diablo logos. There's the Diablo 4 one. There's the Diablo logo. There's the Diablo Immortal logo. And then for many of other uh, other games by Blizzard and also a lot of actual just BlizzCon line logos and things that you can use. There's a lower thirds thing. There's some art. There's some backgrounds and stuff like that. So if you're going to do it, use these resources Blizzard wants you to. They're legal, so to speak. But you do have to watch out for the music. If you're streaming it on like Twitch or I would assume even YouTube if you're doing it that way. Because as we all know, there's been a lot of big music companies that are coming after uh, streamers who have used music that is not uh, allowed to be used in that way. So if you use the stuff from Blizzard, they're telling you this is fine to use. We want you to use it. So use these like logos and assets and things like that. And you should be okay. One of the things that I didn't see in the BlizzCon schedule has popped up. Critical Role. If you play Dungeons & Dragons, you know what Critical Role is. It's a really, really popular Dungeons & Dragons live roleplay game, I guess, because they do it, they stream it, you know, they do it live. And there's also videos on demand of it afterwards. I've watched bits and pieces of it, and I'm very interested in watching more. The reason I have not is because I'm terrified by the sheer amount of fan art I will be making about these characters. In any case, Critical Role tweeted on February 10th this... Traverse the unknown with us on February 20th at 2.05 p.m. PT 
for a very special Diablo one-shot for BlizzCon Line. It's featuring Matthew Mercer, Laura Bailey, at uh, Voice of Brian, which is the uh, Twitter account for him, and guests Mika Burton and Carlos Kritz. And this is made possible by Blizzard. There's a little graphic. It says Diablo one-shot, and it's got like this... If I'll put the tweet into my show notes, but it's got this like creepy-looking house that's got glowing red out of its windows and a couple of adventurers that really resemble some of the Diablo classes in the graphic, and that's pretty exciting. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to... like. I don't know what stage it's going to be on. I didn't see anything about it on a stage when I just read off the uh, schedule, but it's there. And it'll it'll happen, and I'm excited to check that out if I'm able. Depends on scheduling and all of this. Is you know, BlizzCons get busy, and virtual BlizzCons can be busy too. Going back to the community, our friend Wolf Cryer, who has been on Shattered Soulstone in the past, he's the guy that always does like a level for the cause at the uh, beginning of every season, and that's a charity, and it's for kids that have cancer, and he raises a lot of money for them every season. And he also makes the start of a new season that much more exciting because you can come and you can, you know, help out with that and you can watch him level and you can, you know, give money to a good cause and all of these good things and maybe get excited about a season that maybe you were going to skip because you were getting bored or you didn't think you had time or whatever. Well, he needs some help right now. And I'm going to link to you in the show notes a BlizzPro article about it written by Dreadscythe and... Uh, Dreadsight's been on the show as well, so you've probably heard his voice here at some point in the past. But in short, Wolfcrier has a medical fund on GoFundMe. He's been in the hospital. And I'll leave you to read all of those details because that can be personal. And it's really, I would feel weird reading it out on a podcast without specifically asking him to let me do that. But I can point you towards the GoFundMe. And if you can, and if you are able, and you'd like to help him out with huge medical bills, that's where to go. The link will be in the show notes. It's in the BlizzCon page. You can get there from there. But he's been a huge part of the community and he helps out so many people. And it's so nice of him every season to take the time and put in the effort to raise money for kids that are sick. And now it's time for the community to help him while he's sick. And we have donated. uh, Sean and I have donated some uh, what we can. And if you can do it too, that would be a great thing for our huge community to help out someone who's been such a big part of it. I saw this tweeted, I don't remember who tweeted it, but there is a piece of art called Akara's Shop Concept Diablo 2 Fan Remake. It's by Nikolay oh, uh, Asparov. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's on Deviant Art, and it's a wonderfully detailed piece of art. At first glance, I thought this was um, Adria's you know, hut, but it's not. It's more than that. It's the Diablo 2 version. It's not, you know, it's not Adria. And it's got like her standing there and this big tent and all these little tiny details around it. And it looks fantastic. There's a lot of other stuff that he's done. You could see off to the side that seem to be uh, Diablo type sketches and drawings and just ideas. So I'll, I'll put that in. I didn't, I did not know about this artist before I saw someone tweet him. So that's the power of the tweet, I guess, as you find other stuff. There's also a Twitter person named named Arasat, and Arasat made a Lilith vector that is great for forums, and it's posted in the tweet, and it's got one where it's like a dark red uh, sort of bust of Lilith, like, you know, you'd see, like, 
in Roman busts where it's their head and their shoulders a little bit, that kind of thing. And then it's also one on a dark background. So there's a light background, dark background, and it's like a red, you know, drawing of Lilith. It's really neatly, it's really neat. It's, I think it could work for like forums and things like that. And I just think it's cool. So I put it in here. Um, moving on from there. There is, and I just mentioned Dread Scythe. Dread Scythe did this amazing video. It's called 10 and 20. And it's Dread Scythe celebrates 20 years of community work, 10 years with the Diablo community. It is a long video. It is an hour and a half, which is roughly about how long I streamed. <laughs> you know, for me, that's a long time to work on something straight through. And I don't know if he did it straight through. I think he may have. I just finished watching it before recording this show. And as I said, Dread Scythe has been on Shattered Soulstone before. I remember there was a time, uh, a gap there where I was the editor and I wasn't really on the show very much. And Dread Scythe came on the show. I want to say it was with Dead Greed and Shazam, I think, but I'll link to, I'll find the show and I'll stick it into the show notes for this show so you can find that. He was talking about development hell that he was working on and it turned into a three hour show and it was fantastic he had so many great ideas about what could be improved in diablo and it was just fascinating to listen to even while i'm editing now the thing with editing is if you're not someone who's edited podcasts or audio before it's not a one-to-one -one ratio so if you have a three-hour podcast it's not going to take you three hours to edit. It's probably going to take you significantly more than that, you know? And it took, I don't remember how long it took, but it was, it was long. It was really long, but it was such a fascinating thing to listen to. And I remember tweeting something about three-hour podcasts and just, you know, that I think that's the biggest editing job I've ever done as an editor for Shattered Soulstone. So he's been on the show. Now, the thing he has is much more well done than what I was trying to do. He seems to, he's, it's a video. It's got, you know, he's talking to you straight into the video. He's got stuff off to the side of different websites that he's been involved in in a variety of ways. And I'll, I'll leave you to check out all that stuff as you go, because I cannot possibly summarize an hour and a half long video into you know, all of the pieces. But it's just, it's a timeline, basically, of everything he's done in gaming and most of it is Diablo. And he gives shout outs to so many people that he's worked with or been influenced by. And, you know, all of this kind of stuff. It's really neat. I highly recommend you go check out all of the work that he's done over the years for different sites and most of it for free. He's just a really amazing person in the community and really does try to connect people and reach out to them. And he did actually do a shout out to Shattered Soulstone, which I am grateful for. I, I think that's fantastic. I was really happy to see that. So it's in there. There's a West March workshop is mentioned and there's a segment on that and so many other things. So if you have the opportunity and the time, it is a YouTube video to check out and you can either go to uh, his YouTube, or actually I think it's BlizzPro's YouTube, or you can check it out on BlizzPro and the, the videos embedded there. It's well worth it. It absolutely is. So check that out if you have the time. If you're if you've been part of the Diablo community, this is something you don't want to miss. Moving on, uh, we have Max Roll. 
which makes amazing things as well. They do uh, D3 planners and builds and guides and tier lists and mechanics and everything that I don't know how to do. And so I'm very impressed by the work they do as well. On February 10th, they tweeted, we are dedicated to bring you a guide for every class and every set here on MaxRoll. Today we have the Arakir Fire Bats Witch Doctor guide for you. And they do have that. So I looked at it. I've played a Witch Doctor a little bit. It's kind of fun. It's not my main, but it's fun. And there is an entire Witch Doctor guide that was written by Rob on February 10th. And it's the Spirit of Arakir set. So as before, they've got an entire, I want to say character sheet because I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, but it's got the sheet that shows you like all of the gear you need and the gems. And, you know, if you want it, like I think these all are ancients in this particular build. And yeah, I think they all are. And then there's the skills you should use and the stuff for greater rifts. There's a short little piece about the advantages and the disadvantages of this particular set. Walks you through the reasons why you need all these pieces. It's incredibly detailed, as are all of their sets. It'd be really good if you're looking into starting up as a a witch doctor. So, I mean, that's, it's really good. It's a good set. It's well written out. And in addition, you know, I look to see, okay, that's really cool. I like that. I like the work they're doing on that. That's impressive. And there's like a ton more. There's like, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven barbarian guides of different builds that you can do. They were all written on uh, February 12th. Most of these are non-seasonal. So when you get out of the season, because it's done or you're, you're done, there's just, and there's another one. There's a Z-Barb guide. These are all non-seasonal. So if you're looking for something to do with the Barbarian that you couldn't do in season or that was not advantageous to do this season, there's so much here. I'm super impressed. So Rob, I'll be reading all of these later. I don't know if you listen to this show, but I really want to check out the Barbarian guides because I'd like to just see what you do. I'm going to click on the Immortal Kings one because that's one of my favorites. I don't know why. It might be because it was the first one I got a whole set of. It might be because it's, it just feels like it fits the lore of the barbarian with the immortal kings. And, you know, you think of King Kanai and and all of, all of that. And it just feels like the right thing to play for me sometimes. (laughs) So that's what I do. And with the skills, you get Call of the Ancients, which is, for those that don't play a barbarian, that's the skill where you press the button and three ancient barbarians come and help you fight things for a limited amount of time, depending on what level your barbarian is and various other type things that can make that last longer. So that's that's helpful because then you have kind of, you know, you get extra help with things. You can also use the Wrath of of the Berserker, which gives you 120 seconds where you rage and you're like slightly immune at least to certain things. You move faster and and all this good stuff. And this even, as all the other sets on Max Roll do, tells you like which rune you should use and and all this great stuff. So I'm going to definitely check that out, you know, see how that goes. This looks like it's a mix of Immortal Kings and Raycor's burdened because the shoulders are Raycor's, but the and, and the chest and the pants, but the rest seems to be Immortal King strides. So that's kind of cool. I have not tried that, so I might give that a try off season. Actually, that sounds really good. 
But there's more. There's so many more. So if you're looking for something to do in Diablo and you're just like, I don't know what I want to play. I don't know what class. What's good with this class? What are my options? Definitely check out Maxwell. They have everything. It's and I keep saying impressive this this episode, but it is. It's a lot. It's a whole lot of stuff. And it's all in one place, written by people that know what they're doing. And that's not a a jab at any other site that's doing this stuff. I just know that these guys do know a lot about this. They've spent way more time in the game, I would assume, than I have. And they know how to fit all these things together in ways that I can't do because I'm dyslexic and numbers are difficult for me. But, you know, just pick up one of these and match it up and give it a try. I think it would be well worth it. So with that, all this stuff packed into the show... I'm going to close it right now. You have been listening to episode 294 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Experience, as I trip over the words. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening.